Welcome to the Business Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. This episode is brought to you by Authors Unite. Authors Unite provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can learn more about Authors Unite and join the free community at authorsunite.com. Now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Monica Kang with us. She's the founder and CEO of Innovators Box and the author of Rethink Creativity coming out in September. So welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you for having me. Of course. Grateful to have you here, Monica. We'll dive into the first question. The first one I have for you is, what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I think best story is some of my relationships I have with my mentor and the values that I learned from is, you know, we spend so much time online. And at the end of the day, it's really the in-person connections that really make a huge impact in how you developed. And so some of my closest mentor relationships now play a huge role and impact in my business development, who I am as a person, are people that took sometimes six to seven months initially in the digital space of trying to stay connected. But once we met in person, it was instantly uh, being able to find that connection and opportunity to grow together as being a better person and doing the business. And I think we forget so much when we spend so much time in front of a computer and in front of emails and texts. And so I always try to keep that in mind of how do I make more time offline with the invaluable people to build those relationships. And what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? So with my expertise in creativity, I would highlight the importance of how important patience is. <laughs> we know that you don't become healthy overnight. We know that you don't learn master something overnight. I don't know why people think creative is just something that's happening overnight. Mm. So please get rid of that opinion. Um, there is a reason why certain people feel more comfortable because they practiced and honed that over time and creativity is different for every person. So to Someone is more visual doesn't mean everyone else is a visual learner. Just because someone is good with number doesn't mean other people aren't. Uh, but you got to find what is right and be patient with your learning because you will get better the more you dedicate and the more you believe and invest in it. So never forget that piece. And so just to dive in a little bit quicker there, because I'm just curious on your opinion on this. So like, um, you know, I, I totally agree. So I, I like help people write, market their books, and I, I've written a few of my own. And the creative process, like especially with the writing, was very difficult for me at first. And then as I started to journal every day, it became a lot easier to like get into writer's flow. So mm -hmm. totally agree that it is a practice that you get better at. But do you think that some people could have like whether it's genetics or something like a natural like uh, higher ability of creativity just naturally? So I think the, the reason why we got to have that notion is that it is true that everyone is different. Genetically, we're all genetically different. I think we know that from the fingerprints, but that's why like, we know fingerprint, everyone has a different fingerprint, like we have different organs. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think genetically what's different is that it's not that it's higher creatively, it's that 
creative expression is different and some are more visible in that traditional artistic way of communication and others have not tapped into it in a long time as well as a whole bucket of other people who have not been given the opportunity to build the confidence of what their creative insights are. And so some have not practiced their creativity in a long time. We all are creative in different ways and can be more, but those who tend to thrive more are the ones who had a chance to practice, you know, might have been in a space where they got to harness it more and was given that credit early on. Mm. But if we have that space to recognize what it is, then we will be able to bring that more out, but we're all created very differently. It's the problem is that we think someone is quote, quote, higher creative genetically. The real question is how we are creative differently, Mm. not higher creatively. And that's where I think our societal notion has been uh, wrong and misleading for many of us, which um, I'm excited to debunk and help more people realize how they can focus on harnessing their own creativity. But you got to believe in it. If you don't believe that you can be healthy, then all that exercise does not work out as well. Yes, that's huge. That's like a whole different way of thinking about it instead of higher creatively, different uh, creatively. So thank you for that. That actually just changed my mindset on that. Um, (laughs) So boom, there is two minutes mindset shift. Um, That's all the work I do. Yeah, that was awesome. the next one I have for you is what is your best piece of overall business advice? So not necessarily industry specific. Being patient about the right things. And I say this because I'm very like, I have two cultures where it pushes me to do fast, fast, fast. <laughs> I'm Korean American. So mm. in Korean culture, we say the word Bali in every single sentence, which is like fast. If you had to translate a paragraph of a dialogue, you would hear a conversation where we're saying we have to quickly get to that bus stop to quickly order that food to quickly make sure we get it done. <laughs> but they don't really mean rush every single time. That like notion is always there in American culture. Like we're all about, you know, half of the people probably eat at their desk because they want to get more things done faster. And I think speed is good because I am an overworker as well. I'm workaholic. I work a lot and speed is something that I enjoy, but I need to always remember, especially as a business, owner is you got to be patient about the right things as in patient about the relationships, patience about the big picture and impatient about the small details. If something's not working right, you got to be impatient and fix it, but you don't want to be impatient about the relationships. You don't want to be impatient about like your actual value proposition. Um, And I think knowing what you need to be patient for and what not to be is incredible intuition that takes time, but you got to be patient to learn what's right as well. And I think understanding that is very, very valuable. So that's my advice. Um, And if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Make more time to be daring. (laughs) (laughs) We always think we already know what we think could happen, but we're always less experienced than our future self. So if we have, if we still feel the same way we do a few years later, then that means we are not giving ourselves enough space to grow and do things differently. And, you know, maybe this is up front, but, you know, shame on you for not giving yourself space to grow. Mm. If you feel like you're the same person, most of us might have the same core values, but I hope that we give ourselves more space to grow. But to do that, you have to keep that into perspective. So that's 
what advice I would share to my younger self. Be more daring and believe in that. Yeah. So be more. And uh, I could tie in a little bit, but in your opinion, what is the key to happiness? Knowing your values and protecting your values and sharing your values. Mm. Knowing, protecting, and sharing your values. I like that. Okay. Um, and what is the best book? You got one coming out soon. What is the best book yeah. uh, that you've <laughs> read? And what was the number one thing you learned from that? So I love this question because I think having gone through the author journey, I've prior to that I've loved and continue to love reading. And one thing that's been on my top list, I keep recommending to every single person is the triumphs of happiness. Um, it's based on the Harvard grant study research. Um, it's the one of the longest human history on psychology and human behavior. And it was fascinating because I love reading, but it is still a challenge for me, especially being with my entrepreneur life to read a thick nonfiction book, just straight yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And this, I just couldn't put it down. Like I had to like, take time to read and I loved it so much. And the reason is because it just reminds you so much of the perspective of truly how complex and simple human being life is. Like, I think we like to overcomplicate things and put value in things over, put value in the wrong bucket and forget to prioritize the small things that are actually essential. And so the number one thing that I've actually learned from all the lessons that they talk about was actually how much you change over time and how that changes the way you interpret things. And the writer talks about at the beginning, you know, just a disclaimer, I'm trained to be an object, trained to be objective about what I'm doing in the research about human behavior, but I forgot how subjective I was. And he talks about, I'm researching these people who are 10, 15 years older than me. And as they were telling about their stories of their forties, being someone in their thirties, I'm like, haha, like I am not going to make that mistake in my forties. How, how, why would they do that? until he became in his 40s now writing this book and I'm like I should have been ashamed of saying that and thinking of it because now I completely understand how in the world could some people could get into that situation because I've actually just experienced that whole thing in my last decade and so now as he studied these people in his 50s and you know 70s he's like I'm hum more humble because you know you just you only know what you know and there's so much more we don't know and you should always, always be mindful of that, especially in everything you do with people. So that's the advice that I always like to carry, yeah. particularly even more so since I do work with people and talent. Yeah. Never make over assumptions. I got to check that one out too. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what is your favorite quote and why? My favorite quote is actually from another favorite book of mine. This one is a fiction and I actually pulled it out because I want to make sure I don't butcher it. And it's uh, that is the quote is it is only with the heart that one can see rightly, and what is essential is invisible to the eye. I don't know. Do you recognize the quote? Which book this is from? I I don't tell me. Uh, this is from the Little Prince from Antonio de Saint Exupéry. Okay. Yeah, it's you've probably heard of the book though, right? Yes. Yeah. It's one of the most famous book. Um, it's always in the children's category, but in the intro, he talks about how he wrote it in thinking about adults, uh, children's oh, book for adults. God. And I collect it because it's a reminder that I've read this book throughout my life multiple times. And it's something that reminds me of that core value again. of like, what is essential is invisible to the eye. How will you make sure you have that eye to catch that? And 
never forget your value. So it like kind of connects back to my other thing. It's like, how do you not keep in mind your value? Because it always gets busy. There's always crazier things happening in your life that will be out of control. But doing things that will sacrifice who you are, is it really worth it? Yes. This, uh, this was a beautiful episode. That's how I would describe it. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, the last question I have for you before we let you go is where is the best place for people to find you online? Ooh, the best way is I um, am a big LinkedIn user. So I would love uh, people if they can just reach out on LinkedIn uh, and connect. Love always meeting with new people. So hope to connect with a few folks. And just make sure you put a blurb though, because I then I get the context of how people is reaching out and not just putting a random request. Um, and I like to share some meaningful things uh, when I get inspired. So love to share some positivity and hear some of your positivities Perfect. as well. So. Hey, thank you so much again for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was fun.